Welcome to Unfuck Your Brain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, feminism, and coaching to rewire your brain and get what you want in life. And now here's your host, Harvard Law School grad, feminist rock star, and master coach, Kara Lowenthal. So this week's bonus podcast is a recording of a conversation, an interview I did with my client, Nancy. Nancy and I worked on dating and particularly her approach to dating and her thoughts around dating. I have to say that Nancy took this work like a duck to water. (laughs) She really dove in and gave it a try and came around to using these tools to really change her life. She's in a great relationship now with a man she really adores. And I actually saw her the other day in person and she said, you know, I didn't know when I signed up to start working with you that it was going to be like going through the rabbit hole, (laughs) right? Like I was going to all of a sudden discover this whole new way of thinking that was going to change the rest of my life too. So That's really a testament, I think, to how wherever you come into this work, it really changes your whole life when you really work on implementing it. So give it a listen, and I hope you guys enjoy hearing how Nancy has used this work, and I hope you listen and take away from it the ways that you can keep using this work to improve your romantic relationships, honestly, whether you're partnered or single. Hey, Nancy, how are you? Hi, Cara. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me today. So Nancy, can you tell everyone what you do before we get started, who you are, where you live, that kind of thing? Sure. So I'm Nancy Brown. I live in Ridgewood, Queens. I'm a strength and movement coach, so I get people strong. I also work with people who have dysfunctional movement patterns, and I'm also a writer. Yeah, I keep meaning to come in and see you for a session. I think that would be awesome. It seems like you do a great job. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. So can you tell everyone a little bit about why you signed up to work with me? Oh, gosh. You know, like six years ago, my ex and I broke up. And ever since then, I think my life has been a disaster on the dating front because I was so heartbroken. So I started going and reading all of these dating books and dating articles to try and figure out how to never get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Crack the code. And I was going to figure out how to manipulate men and never be hurt again. And also... I was trying to be really spiritual so that I would be perfect and then mm. nobody would ever abandon me again. So I had those twin <laughs> efforts. Which and I never was able to crack the code. I was never able to like do everything perfectly and it caused me so much stress and anxiety. And so when I discovered you and I discovered that you actually addressed the anxiety, I was like, listen, I was at a bottom with it. I was like, listen, if I could just not feel anxious about it, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I love that your brain was like, you should be really spiritual and learn how to manipulate men. <laughs> like, oh, like all the great spiritual teachers teach us how to manipulate people into falling in love with us. <laughs> so it sounds like you tried to solve the problem with reading kind of self-help books. Is that right? Is there anything else you had tried to sort of solve it? Mm, yeah, I would hesitate to even say self-help books. I mean, the spiritual stuff, sure, but the dating stuff was like, you know, just the rules and bullshit like that, you know, like really like a lot of playing hard to get. So, you know, I try to kind of put those into practice. I would like constantly be quizzing people on what they did, thinking that I was going to somehow like get to the bottom of it. I 
also think that a large part of my journey as a bikini competitor mm -hmm. was kind of propelled by this belief that if I were just beautiful enough, that I would be irresistible, right? And then I wouldn't be rejected or abandoned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the sort of all the media we consume really teaches us that belief that like, if you look a certain way, then people can't help but fall in love with you. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Even though, of course, the way you looked when you were a bikini model is what a lot of people would have considered like you were already at the ideal. How could you even have a problem? But it actually didn't solve the problem, right? It's like that line is relative for everyone. Well, it's funny. I was talking to my sister last night and she's like, well, you know, so it sounds like you're not having any trouble getting dates. And I was like, Kim, I've never had trouble getting dates. That's not my issue, right? And the issue is, is that I would start freaking out like as soon as I realized I like somebody. <laughs> and like a freak show. Right. <laughs> or if you thought they didn't like you. Or if I thought they didn't like me, which is always. Right. <laughs> it's everyone, 100%. <laughs> so how did coaching help you solve this problem? Well, it's just given me some skepticism about my own thought processes, and it's allowed me a lot of space. So, for instance, like I a lot of times equated my anxiety with something being wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So if I had anxiety about a guy not reaching out to me, I would say, well, if this were really meant to be, I wouldn't be anxious, mm -hmm. you know? And so you helped me understand that that's not the case. You helped me get out of my cycle of every time I feel anxious going and looking for manipulative solutions, right? So going and looking through guides on like what to text him or blah, blah, blah. So let me backtrack a little bit. I think the biggest change that I've experienced is realizing that all I really want is for my internal environment to be satisfying, right? So I want to feel happy. I want to feel lovable. And the fact of the matter is, is that those feelings are available to me at all times. So when I start to feel uncomfortable, what I would do, because I believed that I needed an external source of those feelings, is I would then start to try to manipulate those external sources. So I would end up in this spiral with reading dating books and articles and all this bullshit to try and manipulate somebody, which by the way is impossible. <laughs> yeah, if it worked, that'd be one thing, but it just doesn't even work. <laughs> it's like really inconsistent and maddening. So instead of doing that, I learned to actually change my internal environment. And I learned that, you know, a lot of times my distress over feeling rejected was less about losing out on that person and more about what I made it mean about myself. And I learned that that's optional. Mm -hmm. I have to let that mean something about myself. Yeah, I was going to ask you to talk a little bit about rejection. because I think a lot of the work we did was around the fear of rejection and always looking for rejection, right? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what that was like for you? Well, so you asked me to make a list of all the guys I had rejected for no good reason. <laughs> and it was so instructive on so many levels. I mean, and just the other day I was on Facebook and I was like, yeah, I was like crazy about that guy. And then as soon as he started showing serious interest, I like dropped him like <laughs> pinky potato. And anyway, so what that showed me is that there are all of these people who I rejected because of where I was at, right? And it actually didn't have anything to do with their worth. 
And when I had initially met them, I probably thought they were super attractive and funny or whatever. And then for whatever reason, you know, usually them showing interest in me, I would get turned off. And so I realized two things from that, that when people reject you, it's about where they're at Mm -hmm. and about what they're looking for and about what they think is going to make them happy. And it really, it's crazy to think this, but it really opened me up to a lot of different guys because I became a lot more skeptical about my picking, right? So it had a kind of twin effect there. Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things that happened with you was when you came in, your story was everyone always rejects me. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> right, but your story was totally like, like I just can't find anyone who likes me. Nobody likes me. I always reject everyone. And now when we started going through your history, you were like, oh, wait, I've rejected a lot of these people. <laughs> like 20 guys that were like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But just so for the people watching understand, it's like you didn't know that at first, right? Our stories can be so powerful that you were totally convinced that everyone rejects you. I didn't know that. And I'm, and I'm pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing to do with intelligence. All my clients are like, you know, as highly educated as they come. It has nothing to do with that. So tell me what is sort of different for you now. You're still actively dating. What feels different about the process now? Well, I'm not as outcome driven. So I can just kind of show up to dates and take things as they come. And because of that, I'm a lot more open-minded because I'm not trying to vet everyone based on like very limited information right off the bat right so I can just kind of enjoy the process of showing up to dates so I'm dating a lot more Mm -hmm. and it's a lot less stressful and because I'm dating a lot more that kind of makes it even less stressful because I realize how many options there are out there but before my motivation was really low I found it incredibly stressful just to go out on dates, right? And so I really avoided that. Like, I, I just, I was like, I don't want to do online dating because I just want to only, you know, meet people in real life. And it's like, well, that's cool. I mean, you meet someone you like in real life maybe once a month and then half of them are single and then half of them are available and interested. <laughs> so it's like, why don't you just increase your numbers a little bit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so there's one last thing I want to ask you to talk about because we did a lot of work on this and I know a lot of people have this, right? Which is we talked a lot about like why you wanted a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And how that was impacting the way you were acting. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I would have told, you know, if we were sitting in a diner or whatever, I would have told you all the kind of noble reasons that I wanted a relationship, right? To connect with somebody and all that. But a lot of it had to do with needing validation right? And feeling like there was something wrong with me because I wasn't in a, in a relationship. And a lot of that I inherited from society and from my mother. So once I was able to let go of the idea of a relationship validating me, I was also able to open myself up to a lot more options mm-hmm. with dating, right? Uh, man, but it took a lot of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Okay, just have a couple more questions for you. Did you have any objections or fears before signing up in terms of like time or cost or would it work or whatever? And did they turn out to be true? So I wasn't necessarily afraid of investing time. I definitely was afraid of investing money because, you know, I run a client-based business 
independently mm-hmm. and I'm just starting out. So things can be shaky mm-hmm. and I was very nervous about spending the money. And I think it's been absolutely worth the money and I would recommend it to anyone. I mean, even if you think you can't afford it, just afford it. Like if dating is causing you the level of stress that it was causing me, just make it happen. Just make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to ask <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I have tools that are going to help me for, for forever. As long as I keep want, want to keep using them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you what you would tell someone considering working with me, but I think we just covered that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate you letting folks hear what it's like to work with me. And I'm so proud of the work you've done. I can't wait to see what a great relationship you're going to find. Thanks, Cara. All right, y'all. How adorable and hilarious is Nancy? (laughs) If you want some of what Nancy got, right? If you think that your love life is maybe potentially being distorted by using the people around you as validation vending machines. If you think that your husband or partner isn't acting the way he should or your girlfriend or wife isn't, or if you're having trouble finding a relationship because of the way you're approaching dating. And let me tell you, that's why. It's not that there's no good men or good women, right? It's how you're approaching it. Then hop on over to www.unfuckyourbrain.com. Remember, no you, unfckyourbrain.com forward slash program, because this is one of the things we really dig into in Unfuck Your Brain. And I don't want you all being single or having lackluster relationships any longer than you have to. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to start building your confidence right away, you can download a free confidence cheat sheet at www.carlowenthal.com slash podcast confidence.